All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, November 27th. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. And actually, I'm Chris, one of your senior intern. Wow. So, Christopher, you, you got the call up from the minors to the majors, sitting in for Pat, who is otherwise diverted. We will not get into specifics no, because we can't get into specifics. Um, I don't want people out there on Twitter guessing what happened. Did he sit on a hypodermic needle at the movie theater like that urban myth? Did he choke on a jujube? Did he get burned with popcorn oil? Like, let's not get into all the, you know, questions myth making all that stuff okay let's uh let's let's be respectful um and we're thinking of pat oh and of course we're doing this in in his you know uh, with his spirit in mind so you mm-hmm. know let's keep everything professional and let's please let's not make a mockery of this of course not but with saying that there is much mockery to be had for a oh. big studio that continues its downward trajectory in, in its 100th year. What a way to celebrate. What a way to celebrate. But we will get to that. But first, let's do a plow of this five-day weekend mm-hmm. for the weekend of November 24th, Thanksgiving weekend. We'll get into it. Let's talk five days. I'm doing the plow. Number one, Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, made $41.1 million. Number two, Napoleon made $32.5 million in its first weekend. Number three, Wish made $31.7 million in its first weekend. Number four, Trolls Band Together made $25.3 million in its, what is this? Is this its third weekend? Yeah, third weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Thanksgiving made $11.1 million in its second weekend. And that's your top five. Sitting outside, The Marvels, which made nine point two. For a running total of 76.8 over three weekends. And then the holdovers, which made 3.75 in its uh, fifth weekend. It made a total of 12.9, but they are putting that thing on PVOD, which I think is a mistake. But listen, Mm. that's not the top story. We can talk about the holdovers all through this coming season. Mm -hmm. Now, Christopher... Do you want to start with the positive story, which is Hunger Games, or do we want to bury a movie here to start out and go negative? What would you like to do as the guest? I think I'm ready to do some digging. I'm ready to bury a movie. Nice. You got your digging pants on. All right. So let's talk about it. Let's look at Wish, which I said, and I will admit, Mm -hmm. I said slam doink number one. Okay, you did say that. You did say that. And any other time in any other year, that would be the case. Now, I know 
Last year, Strange World opened a 12 three day, mm-hmm. like 25. 19. Day. I think it was like 19 or 18 point something. Right. So that that I thought was an outlier because it looked bad. It had that pulpy sort of sci-fi thing that never works. Mm-hmm. Wish was a princess movie. This is the bread and butter of Disney. And I thought, okay, kids are going to go see this. Families are going to go see this. The Disney adults are going to go see this. Christopher, this made 19.5 in its three day. That is only 7 million off from Strange World, which is a all-time disaster. And this thing kept going down and down and down. It's an opposite Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. We were watching this movie dwindle and dwindle to the point where Hunger Games was dead heat with it, then beat it. Napoleon, Napoleon. was dead heat with yep. it and beat it. Napoleon beat Wish. It is shocking that this happened. But I should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming. Now, Christopher, did you see this coming? I kind of want to say yes, but no. I even thought, especially Disney pushing the 100th anniversary angle, making it seem like this was like callback to all the classic Disney, especially like the Renaissance era. Mm-hmm. And I think even Disney had, thought they had a hit on their hands. But yeah. clearly clearly something, something didn't click with general audiences and no one wanted to go see this movie. Somehow a 2.5 hour R-rated historical epic made more this weekend than a new Disney animated princess movie, which is just crazy to say. It is crazy. And so we always say that rats need their cheese. And that is why I think we kind of me and Pat went higher on this than we normally would with the track record. You did say you mentioned it, or actually, I think it was you. You, you did try to say the rats already have their cheese with trolls. And that's what I I was going to get to. That's what I was going to get to is that, is that these rats want Brie, which mm-hmm. is trolls. Yep. And this is not Brie. Wish is not Brie. Okay. I don't know. Um, it's it's uh it's uh Limburger. <laughs> Wish is Limburger cheese. So we should have seen this coming, and, and and part of the reason is um I don't know what this movie was about. I still don't know what this movie was about, truly. I think they did a terrible job of promoting it as mm-hmm. to what it actually was about. And I guess it's about wishing and people own the wishes and it's yeah, liberating so, your wishes. Somehow it was supposed to be tied to like the Disney wish, the Disney like star. That was star. like the what? Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Some, some guy was trying to steal some wishes. Uh, that's basically all I know. And, and this little star character looked like no fun. It like the, I think the, the look of it looked old school. It didn't look innovative or fun. No, it did. I think they were trying to go for like a 2D Spider-Verse style, which seems to be big now. And they just like it did not hit. Yeah. And listen, just because Pat is gone doesn't mean we're going to go around and just like step in all the shit because we're oh, not going to do no. that because you're listen, you're a student at school. You want to be able to graduate. You want to be able to stay in your great university and, and graduate and not have people say this this kid went on this podcast and he stepped in all this shit. We don't need no. you to do that. We're not going to step in shit. What I'm going to say about Disney mm-hmm. is something is wrong. And yeah. I do think that they need to change what they're doing as a business because 
businesses are supposed to make money. Yes. Can you make art and also make money? You can, but they are doing neither right now. They're they're making uninspired movies and they are not making money. So they are a failure. So whatever Mm -hmm. they're doing to drive the public away, they need to stop doing it. Or they need to get some different minds in there. They need to get some innovative thinkers Mm -hmm. to lead the people. Because right now they're not leading anybody. Artists, true artists lead. They give you something you didn't know you wanted. And that is what Disney isn't doing. It's not going forward and pushing things to the point where you're like, oh my God, that was so innovative that I needed to sort of like wrap my head around it. The Mm -hmm. way Pixar became. Now it's just recycled stuff that people don't want. And the story element is is getting lost. There's no great stories being told by this institution that has a catalog of amazing stories. And they've come back from things like this before. You know, Black Cauldron is a movie Mm -hmm. that uh, bankrupted them, basically. It has a cult following now. Will that happen to Strange World? I don't know. I can't see into the future. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But right now, it doesn't matter what people 20 years from now are going to think about Strange World or Wish. It matters right now what everybody thinks about them. And people think they stink. And on top of that's not even a problem with just the animation. Marvel, Star Wars, even Pixar, all of Disney's once flagship brands are now all in the toilet. And this is crazy. Who would have thought four years ago coming off the 2019 year of Avengers Endgame, Frozen 2, The Lion King, that four years later we would be saying somehow Disney is now the worst studio I mean, listen, they own Marvel. They own Star Wars now. Um, They have the Muppets. The Muppets are rags. We know this. The the Mm. Muppets are being used to wax Bob Iger's car, as they (laughs) should be, right? That's Mm -hmm. fine with me. I'm not here saying, uh, oh, they should do more with the Muppets. Because at this point, they are doing nothing good with any of these things that they own. And, And Iger, you know... A lot of blame went on Bob Chapstick for a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Iger was the one who was put these stu- this stuff on Disney Plus, And he's the guy who came back and was supposed to save everything. And they're in a worse position than they've ever been. I honestly think even if Iger didn't leave, they would be in the same exact position. Because he kind of just left all of this to Chapstick. Yeah. He screwed it up more. And then Iger came back to try and unscrew himself. Mm-hmm. And then just keeps making it even worse. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it, you know, watching these numbers go down, I, I was just so shocked by number three. I, I, this movie coming in at number three is so terrible. So terrible. I'm yeah. trying to look at these numbers. So, like, uh, the the Tuesday night showings were pretty decent. Yeah, they Tuesday were like, night still. Yeah, that that's still on, pointed to like a forty five to fifty million opening. I think that was like basically in line with Coco and Moana. So everyone yeah. start everyone started off thinking this was going to be like a, a decent return, and then yeah, as you're saying, just throughout the weekend it just fell off a cliff. Yeah, and I think that was the thing that I was when I was watching these numbers. I was like, okay, people are traveling. Uh, the Tuesday and the Wednesday, you know, listen, you're wrangling the kids, getting them in airplane Mm -hmm. seats. It's terrible. Uh, Thursday you're with the fam. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those were the days I thought wish was going to feast. Mm-hmm. And it just was a down trajectory. And that's bad. That is, that is very bad for this movie. Oh yeah. That is terrible. I just can't believe it. And, and honestly, I was sort of surprised because the cinema score wasn't, it was an A minus, which I know isn't great. But mm-hmm. it wasn't terrible. I thought it would definitely be able to somewhat recover. Maybe pull like a Shrek situation where the first like two days were terrible and then over the weekend it explodes. But yeah, no, it just down, down, down. Now, all Disney animation usually gets A or A minus or what. I think Strange World was the first one to get a B ever. Oh, okay. And, and so that is sort of par for the course that even a terrible Disney movie, the fanatics will still give it an A or an A minus. So the fanatics, I guess, were sticking up for this movie, like this movie. I mean, we had the great Scott Mendelson tweeting out this great tweet about how it's the worst Disney movie since Chicken Little. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not a Disney guy, so I don't really know if that's true. But I know Scott knows what he knows, and I mm-hmm. believe him. And so that's the buzz you're hearing is that this is a terrible movie all around. And I don't maybe not terrible in an offensive way, but just boring and inconsequential in a way mm -hmm. that 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 disney movies aren't or weren't for a very very long time yeah and i hear for a musical which is supposedly disney's bread and butter that even the music's just kind of average there's not going to be any type of encanto um we don't talk about bruno situation where it gets this like huge bump because of that there's going to be none of that the kids are going to forget about this and just go back to seeing whatever song gets remixed in trolls world tour yeah, I mean that's a thing. I mean, tr- Trolls is is a big winner here because that's what the rats wanted. The rats mm. wanted that. Trolls made more in its first weekend than Wish did in its entire five day. That is so shocking. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the movie that beat it because you mm. saw this film. We're talking Napoleon. We're talking Ridley Scott. We're talking mm. Joaquin Phoenix. You know the Joker, one of many Jokers, but the billion dollar baby Joker, the Joker that doesn't have to eat the hot ones. Yes. That Joker does not have to eat the hot ones. Jared Leto's Joker. Oh yeah. Eating the hot ones. Oh, the hottest, the hottest ones, the hottest of the hot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was going to like, you know, he's going to like sit there with the host and give him a used condom. And, oh, you know, yeah. Give, give him a dead rat or something. He's going to. Yeah, he's going to be eating them off dead rats. You know, yeah, that's what Jared exactly. Leto does. It's all mm-hmm. part of his process. Yeah. But now you saw this film. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised at how well this film did? Not based on the quality, but j- based on the type of film it is like this. This just doesn't happen in 2023 with mm-hmm. the, this type of drama at old school, like war period piece epic that I mean, it, I, I shouldn't be surprised because like last year, two years ago, House of Gucci came out and did relatively the same exact stuff. So yeah. it, it's really not a surprise, but I still am kind of surprised. But I guess we we do have to give some credit. Ridley Scott, I still think does have a name out there as a marquee director. And I do mm-hmm. think the combo of him and Joaquin Phoenix helped this a little bit because I don't think it would have grossed that much if it wasn't those two. Yeah, yeah. I do think the Joaquin Phoenix um, effect is, I mean, I am I cannot put him as butts in the seats star mm-hmm. when, when he's not playing Joker. Okay, but yeah. listen, I love this guy. Big girls fan. 
Mm-hmm. He's great in the last duel. But if this is Adam Driver as Napoleon, and I know he's a tall guy, he couldn't pull it off. But maybe you could. He's yeah. an actor. That's what they mm-hmm. do. Put him his knees in some in some boots. You know, do oh, a dwarf ha- sort of yeah, like yep. a dwarf on golf sort of situation. <laughs> yep. And uh, maybe he does it, but certainly this movie doesn't make what it makes with him as Napoleon. Definitely not. You you need that you need that A list star on the on your title next to this director. For this and, to do what it did. And we thought this would be a dad play, but looking at these demos here. So guys outpaced women 65 to 35. Understandable. Understandable. 100%. Right? Yeah. Uh, best grades for this movie came from the 18 to 24 year olds. And close to half the audience was between 18 and 34 with 25 to 34 being the biggest demo. Uh, so that is listen 34 is old but it ain't 55 Mm-mm. it ain't 45 so this is skewing younger than i expected um 57 caucasian 21 latino and hispanic i mean mm-hmm. just just the mvps of theater going oh, for the hundreds. past few years oh post covid the latino hispanic community has said this is the sort of entertainment we want to go to. We want to sit in a theater. We want to watch films mm-hmm. and we will watch anything because we enjoy cinema. I mean, amazing. Amazing. Love, Got, love gotta it. love it. Exactly. 9% black, 12% Asian other that sort of tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was expecting this to really over index with the dads and it feels like, it was more of a younger skewing movie. I mean, obviously you went, you're in that younger demo. Mm-hmm. I you're went eight, with another friend of mine. Yep. My yeah. friend, same exact age. And actually two of my other friends who are in the same age demo also went at a different time. Actually, I don't know a single older person that went. The only people I know that went were in my demo. Wow. That is shocking. I mean, maybe Napoleon is some sort of, a cult figure for this age group. Is there any sort of reason why Napoleon would really resonate with the youngsters? I mean, this summer there was a lot of talk about the Roman empire. So maybe everyone just kind of had a little inkling for some action epics in history. And while we didn't get the Roman empire, uh, we got Napoleon and I guess it just worked. Wow. So where do you see this going next weekend i mean i feel like we can't talk budget because budget is budget right 200 million all these and, budgets are going to be inflated and all and that the, stuff. the whole apple tv aspect of it so it's like yeah yeah but as a film that is going to have legs word of mouth would you say you know go back to campus you know i know you have a hard out because you got a rager to go to <laughs> you're at the rager Mm-hmm. You're around the uh, you're around the keg, which is like the water cooler for college age oh, people. Yeah, basically. And you're talking Napoleon. You know, you're shooting the shit with some bros, and you're saying, "Go see this, bro," or you're saying, "Skip it, bro." What are you saying? I'm saying, "Go see this, bro." Hundred uh, percent. Honestly, for this, it felt very modern. It was very fast paced. The battles were great. I know we're not critics, huh? But. Uh-huh. I was- I still think I, I had a really good time with this movie. All my friends did. And um, the battle scenes are epic. And honestly, the heart of the movie with the Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby um, relationship, I thought that 
was was great too. I really do think people will like this movie in my age group, and clearly that's already shown. That uh, awesome. So it's a GSB situation. Go see it, bro. Yes. I love it. Now let's talk about a movie prime for your demo where people mm-hmm. went and saw it, bro. We are talking the number one movie in America, two weekends running. Who would have thunk? I, I would like to say I kind of did thunk. I kind of okay. did thunk. I did like to not to toot my own horn or anything. No, nope. but on, on our show, it. I did. I did say that even though this weekend, the weekend that came out was a little under what people expected that that's just because the college kids, everyone wasn't home yet. But mm-hmm. as you saw over the course of the week, all the college kids came home and everyone out went out together with their groups of friends to go see this movie. And I personally know like two or three different groups of people in my age group again that went to go see this movie while they were home over break. So 29 million three day down only 35 percent. 98 million at the moment. So by Monday, by today, when we're speaking, mm-hmm. probably going to be over a hundred. So this was a hundred, a hundred million dollar budget, which is great because all yep. the budget talk we've been doing recently is 200, sure. 300 COVID, blah, blah, blah. Lionsgate kept this low. Right. And you know mm-hmm. what? It's been a good year for Lionsgate. Yes. Expendables for a shit. But yeah, yeah. What did you expect from that movie? Nothing. Uh, right? Nothing better. Everybody saw that stinker coming. It should have went, you know, that's a movie that I'm glad it went theatrical, but it stunk so much of straight to streaming, straight to oh, DVD yeah. sort of action sequel. Mm-hmm. But a resurgent Saw franchise. Now, I goofed on Saw X. Pat came on here and said, it's got a song. It's got an actual song in the trailer, so it's going to be good. Brett from the uh, from uh, the New Flesh, Flesh. also was mm-hmm. sticking up for this. You know, hashtag horror lifestyle. You know, he's there with his kid. He's doing his thing. We're going to have him on the show again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whenever he finds the time, we want to talk horror with him because horror always wins. We'll talk about that later with Thanksgiving. But I... I'm not going to eat crow because the numbers that they were stating were not the numbers that it opened to and the numbers that I was thinking uh, of. Mm-hmm. But as a saw fan, somebody who's seen all the movies, it's up there. It is what it is. Maybe the best saw movie ever just oh. in quality. I, I haven't seen a single other saw movie other than spiral, but I did go to see this and I had a really good time with it. Right. And it makes you want to watch the it other does. movies and I, it also yeah. makes you want to see sequels to this movie oh 100 and so you got lionsgate with saw expendables dead you know put it in the ground next to wish you know uh uh, uh next to lyle Al crocodile <laughs> and now you've got hunger games mm-hmm. which and don't forget john wick that we also they also had john wick earlier this year John Wick. I mean, so Lionsgate was a company that we were thinking, oh, they're just trying to dust off their IP to show, look, we have something for you to buy when you buy us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about that now. It still could happen, but Lionsgate is performing over what was expected. And this movie, especially, I mean, I, I, last weekend we were talking maybe Dungeons and Dragons being a situation where, like, is this going to make enough to get a sequel? And I'm saying right now, 
this thing is going to do enough for Hunger Games to continue. And it oh, might not be, yeah. you know, this this exact story sequel. Who knows? I'm not as familiar with the books. I know this was a book and I think it was only one book. I don't know if this was yeah. a series of books. A- actually, um, the, the reason this book was written was because they Lionsgate wanted to make another Hunger movie set after Mockingjay and the the author of these books said, no, let me just write another book first. Great. And then you guys can make it. And that's exactly what happened. She wrote it. It came out right before COVID. And then like right after COVID, they shot this movie and made it. And, you know, this uh, we forget because Hunger Games seems so far in the rear view, at least for 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 me. But this was a Thanksgiving franchise. Most of these movies opened in this corridor. So Hunger Games seems to be something that people really crave during Thanksgiving when we all hunger. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's sort of like, a you know, something there. It might be, you know, back in the back of your mind when you think, OK, Thanksgiving, I'm hungry. Oh, Hunger Games going to go, yeah. going to go. Mm-hmm. But but that's a thing where it's like now Hunger Games could own Thanksgiving again. Yeah, and we like- love when a franchise owns a holiday. Oh, yeah. it's a weekend, you know? Mm-hmm. So what this does for Rachel Zegler, who knows? Uh, because there's all the Snow White stuff and that's Disney and Disney yeah. is in the crap. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows what the hell's going on with that? So that got pushed. Who knows? Listen, maybe it doesn't even ever come out. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Everything's up in the air now for Disney. So who knows? But for right now, this is very positive for this person who was not really you know it, she was in a few things but never the thing everybody loved about it and I, she's getting really good m- reviews for this performance and i know younger oh, yeah. people have an affinity for her uh how is your age group when it comes to her is it a shrug or is it we like her or do you detest her i think i think it's more of a shrug no one has like any strong feelings towards her either way and honestly i think most of her prior works gone relatively unseen by like my yeah. age group. Like I, I don't know a lot of people that went to go see West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of my friends went to go see Shazam too. Makes sense. Uh, I'm not really sure what else she's been in. So and that so that just goes to show. No, I don't think there's really an opinion, but they might know of her. So she's no Jenny Ortega. She's no oh, definitely Zendaya. Not. Definitely not. And so, yeah, I mean, but this is super, I mean, this is good for her. Who knows? Cause it's so hard to be an actor in, uh, you know, making movies that aren't part of an existing IP or franchise. So who knows oh, yeah. if this propels her to be able to do other stuff, you know, like someone like Zendaya is at the point where totally. she could do a she movie like champions. Yeah. And that is something that a lot of stars can't do. And so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, but this is definitely positive for her. If I'm her people, her agents, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this is good. After a lot of bad news on the Internet, whatever, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, Mm -hmm. again, we're not stepping in shit just because Pat's away. Yeah, definitely not. Just because Pat is at death's door. We are not going to step in shit and besmirch his memory. Definitely could never would never would never. So let's talk Thanksgiving, not the holiday. Okay. I was going to ask, I was going to ask not the holiday. Although I hope you had a good holiday. I did. I hope you had a good holiday too. Good. Thank you. That's as personal as we're ever going to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This movie Thanksgiving 
which was another soft opener and another movie that I think we both thought was going to do something akin to what Hunger Games ended up doing, Mm -hmm. which was hold very well, because this is a movie that when they weren't going to see Hunger Games, the Gorehounds, the macabre members of society, the hashtag horror lifestyle bros and broettes and people, they are going to see this movie. And they did because we have a three day of seven, Mm -hmm. which is down only 31%, an amazing hold for a horror movie. Horror movies don't hold like that. No, they do not. Right. So we got that. And then we got the five day of around 10, which is really, really good. Yeah. I think it did basically the same exact number it did in its first three day. Yeah. And that is really, really awesome for this movie. And, uh, I was able to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. And it was fun. It was what you wanted it to be. Yeah, I had a great time with it. And actually, again, I had other kids that are my friends in my age group that went and also had a great time. And actually, one of my friends went with his dad and his dad was the was the one who didn't like it, but he did. Yeah, I mean, that's so this is a movie when you're looking at like a comp such as maybe talk to me, mm-hmm. which. Oh, yeah, you know, definitely in that realm. Yeah. So uh, so it talked to me legged out to about 48 and. That's something this movie could do. And with, you know, again, listen, talk about not stepping in shit. (laughs) I'm just going to say scream is no more for the foreseeable future. And we're not going to get into why we're not. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. We are really dancing over the (laughs) cow pies right now. (laughs) But could this film fill that sort of gap? Where I, it it had a scream, it, it had a very scream-ish feel to me because of the Who Done It. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the original Scream is a Stone Cold classic, one of my top ten movies of all time, mm-hmm. one of the best scripts ever written, I believe. Oh, yeah. It's not going to reach that. That's not what Thanksgiving was, but oh, no. it's a similar sort of. I could see this being refillable in that way, and I could see these characters continuing on the way the scream characters continued on. And so oh, yeah. it's possible that Thanksgiving could fill a gap where scream was living, how people will feel about that, how I feel about that. It doesn't matter who cares, but it is a possibility. Yeah. I, I a hundred percent agree. I, I'm not to spoil anything or not to spoil anything, but as you saw towards the end of the movie, they do leave it open for sequels and I do think, yeah, they have this likable cast, especially with Addison Ray, who is she is a huge star, at least TikTok wise. She's a huge star. And I do think, honestly, this movie is losing money because most of her fans are probably too young to go and are going to see Trolls World Tour instead. But hey, if this keeps going long enough, those kiddos are eventually going to be at that age where they can go see and watch these movies and have a great time with them. Well, you know what they're going to say is Thanksgiving, but- too. They are going to go see Thanksgiving, too. And so I think that's one of these things where, you know, I had faith in this movie. I thought that this could be something and it was a it was a grower, not a shower. 
Mm-hmm. And usually Eli Roth, all about the shower. He's a shower. He, he is a shower. But this one was a grower. And, you know, that's showing personal and creative growth. I mean, obviously, listen, it's not Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. It's a fun slasher with some cool, gory kills. And also, I would say you root for a few of these people when you didn't think you would. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. And I think that's an important aspect of a good slasher is to have people you can actually root for. Mm-hmm. So. Man, I mean, anything else you want to touch on in this crazy Thanksgiving weekend? I mean, looking at looking at the charts, anything popping out to you? Um, Saltburn up four hundred and seventy-seven percent. It added a hundred and uh, well, I'm sorry, one thousand five hundred and fifty-nine theaters. So it made one point eight. Got into the top ten. Yeah, but it's per theater average was like down the drain that's not going to do anything i mean the marvel surprisingly didn't totally collapse again it had a decent hold but that at this point doesn't mean jack shit for anything that movie (laughs) that movie's already a huge bomb uh and the only other thing the holdovers seems to be holding pretty well over the past few weekends and i think that is like a little indeed darling that could it'll definitely make a decent amount of money for what it is but let me tell you something. We we talked about this a little bit earlier that it is coming to PVOD mm-hmm. this coming Tuesday. But I do think time and time again, it has shown that going to PVOD really does not affect what happens now, at all. That is for blockbusters. I, I think that is true for movies that have made a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I'll tell you a story. Around Thanksgiving. This is, again, Mm -hmm. I said I wasn't going to get personal, but we're going to get personal. We went, me and Pat and uh, his wife, and Mm. that was it because the in-laws didn't come. We went and saw Saltburn at the theater. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a critic, huh? Huh? I don't see this thing crossing over to mainstream, I think. Oh, definitely not. Did maybe what he did on the coasts. Maybe because you know? of Jacob Alori, like we were talking about last week with him and Elvis. But yeah, I don't think yeah. it. I don't think it has that much. Yes, but keep your eye on that gentleman because he is doing some really interesting stuff. And I think if I think if you take anything away from this movie, that kid's got something. That he definitely has something. Right, and so mm-hmm. uh, uh, Rosalind Pike, great in this movie. Oh, Roseman, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, this movie is not going to cross over. The thing with the holdovers is we went to see Saltburn because we were we were given bad information mm-hmm. from Twitter and Reddit that okay. the holdovers was going to drop on PVOD this weekend. So we would have been able to see Saltburn in the theater and then see the holdovers at home with the in-laws mm-hmm. who would have loved it. Not my in-laws, Pat's in-laws, who I spend Thanksgiving with, Mm -hmm. as people do. That's just something Uh, people do. Yeah. And so when we found out it wasn't there, we were mad. I mean, at first we were mad that it was coming on PVOD so quickly. Yeah. But then we were mad because we couldn't see it because we had planned to do it because we would have seen the holdovers instead of Saltburn if we had known that this wasn't going to drop until the 28th. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the age group that is into the a movie like The Holdovers would maybe choose to watch it at home instead of going to the theater. And I think that 
making this available as early as they are, they're they're cutting off some momentum here. Like they're cutting some momentum where this could be a green book esque run. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of being cut at the knees. And listen, we're not in 2019. Not as many people are going to the theaters. Movies don't make as much money as they used to. I understand mm-hmm. that. But the needle is moving upward, I think. I and think I think so Holdovers is would be a key film to bring older general audiences back to theaters. Not just the church bus crowd, mm-hmm. you know. They're already back. They're already back but like just regular film goers. And I think that putting it on PVOD is going to cut this thing off and it could have been a sleeper. And now it's not going to be because if you put a, a, a hit movie or a movie that, you know, people need to go to the theater to watch because there's a spectacle involved. Mm-hmm. That's not going to cut into the theater going. The holdovers is something that in a worse world, Mm-hmm. could have dropped on Netflix and people would have watched it on Netflix and forgotten about it. And I do th- like, I mean, white noise, not that that's a great movie, yeah. but something like white noise, white which just no, yeah. Noah Baumbach came and went co-writer of one of the biggest movies ever Barbie and an adaptation of a great novel went mm-hmm. on Netflix and ate shit. And so I do think that, this sort of movie coming to your home is going to, uh, you know, harm the momentum. Okay. We'll I, see I, though. We'll we, see. We, yeah, we will see. We'll see what the results are next week. But yeah, I, I don't think, I, I feel like all the, I do get what you're saying with where with bigger blockbusters, that's definitely less of a factor. But I also think like your age group and like the age group that is probably most inclined to see this, isn't scrolling through Reddit and Twitter to see when this movie's dropping on POVOD. I think they're they're the type of people that just go on Fandango or look in the local newspaper yeah, or just yeah. go straight up to the movie and just look at what times what's showing. Walk up. And they, yeah. yeah, and they just go. I don't think they're as in tap with the industry as we are. Yeah, I mean, it's true. We are very in tap with the industry. We are mm-hmm. part of the industry. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, before we go, and I know you have a heart out because you got a fucking party your ass off, um, <laughs> um, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Is there anything left to say? I think we did it. I think we did it too. And now, since you do our social media and you do it, mm-hmm. uh, amazing job. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I just want to say because you're here, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm not lathering your ass just to <laughs> just to do it because you know, mm-hmm. I'm I I'm not that way. Yeah, uh, I'm sort of standoffish, you know, very salt uh, of the earth. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't show affection mm-hmm. the way a lot of people do. But I got to say, you're doing a bang up job. Well, it, thank you're you. a full time student, right? Mm-hmm. You're out there getting your classes done. You're out partying. I mean, you partied so hard one night that your Internet went out. The whole yeah, Internet I- and the whole campus went out because you were <laughs> raging. That I mean, was it. It was a pretty crazy night. Yeah, and I'm sure you've had more crazy nights other than that, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you will have more crazy nights. But you find the time to post clips on our Twitter, and you wrangle Jack. I, I you, I haven't seen Jack <laughs> since that interview. Like Jack gets his work in on time because you're there. 
mm-hmm. and you make sure of it. And I'm sure, you know, he's a bit of a self-starter as well. So there's something there. But this isn't about Jack because Jack's not here and he never will be here. No, no. Unless you, you know, you get moved up and then he mm-hmm. gets moved up. But right now, he's junior, you're senior. And do you have anything coming up on the Twitter feed, TikTok, any of that stuff that people should check out? Uh, just honestly, for the most part, just the same old content. I am, I do, I am kicking around a few, uh, new ideas that I can start posting, but nothing official yet. Uh, but yeah, I'll check out the TikTok. Jack's been over there on our sub stack, writing some great articles that's back up for us. Yeah. Uh, always check out the YouTube, just try and relive all the best moments of everyone's favorite podcast out there. Absolutely. And you know, Apple Podcasts, five stars. stars. Just mm-hmm. do it. Say five stars, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Love the show. Love exactly. the show, blah, blah, blah. Any way you want to do it. Um, Christopher for permanent replacement host, you know, go ahead and do that. Five stars. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I can't see the future. You know, obviously we are sitting here. We're thinking of Pat. We're hoping everything works out. But again, no speculation. Don't be yeah. tweeting about stuff. You know, we don't want to hear it. Um, when, when Pat wants to talk about it, if Pat can talk about it, Mm -hmm. he will talk about it. So, all right. I don't think there's anything left to say. Me either. Until next time. Well, smell you at the bar.